Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. Consider the question, how much change have you seen in your life from the time that Christ came into your heart to today? It could be one year, it could be five years, it could be 10 years, 20, 30, 40. If you have seen visible and invisible change in you, then there has been some progression. We cannot measure it ourselves as far as knowing exactly how far we have gotten. Only God may know that. But if there has been no visible transformation, and when I say visible, I say uh, your vocabulary has changed. The use of the tongue has changed. Our actions have changed. Our way of thinking has changed. Our very behavior on a daily basis has changed. And not only has it changed, it continues to change. Then that means there has been some type of an effect that has taken upon, that has taken place upon our life. Now, I'm not talking about right now also uh, positive thinking or some uh, self-help book that one has read uh, to help them uh, change a little bit better, some type of reformation in their lives, uh, or some type of promise that they made to themselves that they wouldn't eat this or they wouldn't do that. No, but I'm talking about as a whole, spiritually and physically and mentally and socially and every other area of our lives. You have seen a change, or maybe you have heard others tell you, you've changed, there's something different about you. Then that is what distinguishes an individual that has come in contact with the living Christ, and the living Christ has in his life effected a change that continues to grow. Or if we could put it this way, According to the book of 2 Corinthians in chapter 3, in verse uh, 17 and 18, when the scripture talks about where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty or there is freedom. And that freedom and that liberty that is there is caused by the work of the Holy Spirit. And of course, we can see that whole transformation in verse 18. But it says this way. Now, the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is a freedom in the life of a Christian, of a believer, who walks in and after the Spirit of God. They are walking and living in a freedom that is caused by or results as the work of faith and the work of the Spirit of God in our lives. In 2 Corinthians in chapter 3 and verse 18, it says, But we all, talking about the Christians, with an open face, beholding as in a glass, and that's the word for mirror, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, this is very important for us to grasp and understand because 
It's not going to be by an outward change, but it's going to be by an inward change that is affected by the Spirit of God. And since it's an inward change that is taking place, then that inward change ultimately affects our outward experiences, our, our outward actions, our outward thoughts, our outward words. Now, we had read yesterday in Hebrews in chapter 7, in verse 16, who is made not after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. And we talked about part of that endless life or eternal life is to know God the Father, to know God the Son, to know the Holy Spirit in our, in our lives. And, and they affect in us and develop in us a relationship that does require us to know Him, to know Him, not know about Him, not reading something in a book about God, but to personally get acquainted with Him. This is a lifelong process. Not only does it take our entire lives here on this earth uh, to continue to develop and to mature and to grow in Him, but even in eternity, we will still get to know Him, and it will take us all eternity to get to know Him, because God is so awesome, so majestic, so powerful, so great, so everything else. Now, because we have to have a change in our life, if there is no change that has taken place, if there is nothing, then all we have is a carnal commandment. All we've got is a set of rules that we're walking by or living by, some type of a dress code, some type of an eating code, some type of a behavior code. And it has nothing to do with a transformation that has happened inside. When we think of the little caterpillar and that Little caterpillar is just eating and eating and eating and eating and eating and eating and eating, just doesn't stop. And then it finally stops and it forms a little cocoon. And in that little cocoon, the period of time that the little uh, worm is in there, it's being changed. It's being transformed. Now, on the outside, all we see is the little cocoon just hanging there. We see it every now and then twitching and moving and shaking and whatever. But that little worm inside that cocoon is being metamorphosed. It is going through a process of transformation. As I said, this is only partially visible to uh, the eye because everything is taking place inside. When the Word of God begins to affect our lives and our hearts and our minds and our souls and our spirits, because it is alive, it is quick, it is living, it begins to change us from the inside out. But it's not until the breaking forth of that little cocoon that we see that nothing whatsoever of the old man According to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, nothing of the old life is visible when that 
beautiful monarch butterfly or, or whatever it is comes out of its cocoon as it struggles, as it's trying to uh, uh, shake and break that cocoon and, and stretch out its wings and, and come out of its encasement, uh, we, we can see that there is like a, 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 a process of affliction, a, a process of struggle that is going through. But eventually, when it gets out on its own, and it begins to flap its wings, they begin to dry out. You look at that butterfly and there is nothing that can be compared from it to the worm. There is no resemblance whatsoever. What you're looking at is not only a new life, you are looking at a new creature. And that is the identification of the believer. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature, a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. The little worm couldn't fly. The butterfly can. The little worm had to just simply uh, crawl on its belly and on the ground. The little butterfly, it can just go and notice the worm uh, basically lived off the the leaves lived off the stems of where it was uh, uh, growing. But the butterfly, it looks for nectar. It goes to the flower. It goes to uh, uh, something beautiful. It, its diet has even changed. Even so, in the life of the believer, his diet changes. He no longer desires and wants to hear just whatever is out there. He no longer just wants to see and allow into his heart and into his mind just anything. It doesn't matter uh, whether it's uh, good or bad, but it just may not be just and holy and pure. Uh, you know, we, we, we can tell our children, don't eat too much uh, 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 candy. It's not good for you. And we as parents would understand that, you know, that means, you know, hey, uh, it can rot your teeth. It can affect this. It can affect that. We know that. But yet to an, an, an individual child, that candy is good as far as they are concerned. It tastes good. They want more, etc. Even so, in the same manner in the life of the believer, we are no longer under the diet of the previous previous life we are under a new diet we're under new management and uh if christ lives in us and the spirit that raised him from the dead dwell in our mortal physical bodies he will quicken that means he will cause it to be alive it will become an instrument in the hands of god to be used but if no transformation, no repentance, no remission has taken place, or even when a believer comes to Christ and they still continue many of the old patterns, now maybe the individual may pick up going to church, may pick up listening to a sermon here and there on the radio or on the TV. Uh, they may even uh, pick up and in getting involved in some things but as far as the individual's character, 
as far as the individual's, in, individual's personal relationship with Christ, not a whole lot takes place or has taken place. All that there has been is just simply a changing or an exchanging of some things for some others. And many times this is, uh, I, I remember my dad when he got uh, delivered uh, from drinking and from alcohol uh, and smoking. Uh, I mean, it was instantaneous. Not a single cigarette for the rest of his life uh, from the time that he was delivered from it. And uh, uh, you, you wouldn't see him going into a bar getting drunk. He was delivered from that. But interestingly enough, he left the bottle of uh, liquor or beer and he took up the bottle of sodas. He would get a bottle of Coke or Pepsi and fill it up with a package of peanuts and he'd be there drinking the soda and eating the peanuts at the, as they would come out out of the bottle. In other words, yes, he had exchanged the bottle that had liquor in it and exchanged the cigarette uh, that was lit and had the smoke and whatever in it uh, for that little bottle of soda. And that was on a regular basis. I remember it was very constant. But as far as some of the other things in his life, there was a change and there were sometimes no physical changes or mental changes. Now, I say this simply to bring us to an understanding that we can, just like a person in prison, can go through some type of reform, reformation uh, in their life, but yet truly never inwardly be changed. But yet a person, no matter whether they are in prison, whether they're outside, whether they're an executive, whether they're a politician, can have Christ come into their lives and their mannerism and their conduct and their behavior is so transformed because they truly develop a relationship with the master. And the effect of that is that the master changes them from one level of glory to another level of glory, from one level of faith to another level of faith. So that we can wind up saying, according to the book of Galatians in chapter 6, verse 7 and 8, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. So consider that. Consider the little cocoon. Even though it may be struggling, it's being changed, it's being transformed. And the ultimate goal is to be changed into the image of the Son of the living God. That is good news because He's the effectual sculpture. He is the one that is affecting the work in our lives by and through His Spirit. The question is, will we allow Him to completely and fully work in us or we will or will we throw in our two cents worth uh, and try through the flesh work things out trying to help God instead of letting him help us 
Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Keep looking up. Our redemption draws near. The Lord richly and fully bless you this day. In Jesus' name, amen.